This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 151 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I have a very exciting guest. I have been a longtime listener of this woman's podcast. She is so inspiring, and her words in this interview are just going to lift all of you up. So today, we have Dana Malstoff, who is well-known as the boss mom. She's going to be talking to us about... Facebook group engagement posts and how to improve our sense of community within a Facebook group. She's giving us the structure she has implied inside of her 40,000 Facebook community for boss moms. And she also is going to be talking about the specific types of posts that do really well in order to get engagement and your audience just listening to you and reacting to what you're talking about. So make sure that you will hear me talk about in this episode about popping over to the show notes to grab her buzz planner. This is the planner that I myself have used. You're going to hear in this episode. It helped me improve my engagement 708%. Yes, I'm not saying it wrong. 708%. It went up in three weeks of putting into place the practices that were taught in Dana's Buzz Planner, as well as the practices she's going to give you in this episode. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Dana. How are you? I am good. How are you doing today? I am very good. I am so excited about this interview. I know I was telling you a little bit beforehand, but Using your techniques that we're going to talk about today, I have seen a 706% increase, which is just crazy to say that that's a percentage, um, increase in engagement in my Facebook group. So will you introduce yourself and tell my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So um, I run a brand called Boss Mom, and Boss Mom came about because I quit my job and uh, my team took me out on New Year's and got me drunk off tequila shots and I got pregnant (laughs) from from my husband uh, and uh, woke up and realized, oh my gosh, I'm going to be new at two things, new at running my own business and new at being a mom. And uh, I'm one of those people that just, you know, is like, oh, I can do anything. Yeah, sure. I got that covered. And I finally, like the first time in my life was really scared. Like I had no idea. I had no idea how to do either of those things well. And, and I found, uh, I was living in Columbus, Ohio at the time. And I found, I don't know, maybe it's maybe like six or seven months in through most of my pregnancy that I just felt guilty and alone and a little scared because I was not, uh, I was not really built to be a stay at home mom. I never thought I was, I don't think my mom was built that way. I never babysat. I never did any of those things. And, um, and I say this a lot on interviews and tell people that I wasn't built that way. And so I felt really guilty because I felt like I should be built that way. Like I'm a, I'm a woman, like that's how I'm, I'm supposed to have babies. And then I'm supposed to want to like be with those babies all the time. And I, and it, it took me a long time to realize that no, 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 back in the day, 
people didn't hang out with their babies all the time either. The community helped with the babies and the families were big and moms and grandmas lived in the same house. And so we hold ourselves to this standard. Uh, But even so, there are some women that that love to be with their kids all the time. And I love those women and I'm not one of those. And so I, I felt alone. And now I have women coming out to me. Uh, I just had one that I met in an event last week that was just like, thank you for being so honest about that. And I was like, and I'm like, well, I, it, the funny part is, is where I'm not being brave. We're just, this is half of the female population feels the way I do. Doesn't mean we don't love our kids. So I found myself feeling this way. And I ended up starting Boss Mom because I felt that way, because I needed two things. I needed a place where everybody could come together and we could all agree that having babies and starting businesses did not make you a horrible parent, that you could do both at the same time. I ended up writing the book Boss Mom, which is really encompasses, I mean, the whole first chapter is about love is limitless, which means you cannot love your child less because you love your business. You can set inappropriate boundaries or inappropriate priorities, but you, you loving more than one thing does not detract from the love that you have for the things, you know, in your life. And that was really important to me. And then the second thing I needed is I needed a think tank. I'm a, I'm an extrovert. I'm a speak to think person, which means I have to talk things out. If I'm sitting by myself, I get antsy and I get bored and I start wondering if, you know, I start questioning my value and I needed a place with women like me who understood that I had a two-year-old running around, you know, without underwear on, uh, <laughs> being an insane person climbing, like almost killing himself every day. Cause he's a two-year-old and, uh, and that got that and didn't look at me and go, no, 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 this is a business meeting go put your kids away. Like I've had people say that, go put your kids away. I'm like, well, he's, he's, he's not like a lamp. <laughs> I can't, that's, it's not really how this whole thing works. Believe me, if there was a child closet, like that you could put a kid in and they magically were happy and would do everything that you asked them. Like I would, I would buy one of those. And right. so, yeah. And so that's how Boss Mom got started. And and it it was something that I needed in, in the beginning um, and I didn't see it anywhere. And I think that's why all entrepreneurs do it. They see a problem that, that needs to be solved and nobody else is solving it in the way that that we want them to. And so we solve the problem. And that's Boss Mom solved a problem, which is there are too many really smart, awesome women out there that aren't doing things that they want to do because they feel like it's going to make them look like a or be a bad parent right and i wanted to i wanted to just shatter that paradigm say so that's not true that's not how the world works you can be many things in your life parent doesn't have to be the only thing and we all get choices and and to not keep the world from the beautiful things that everybody's going to create because because you think that it, you know it's going to mean you don't love your kids as much because that couldn't be farther from the truth. Yes, and I have to tell you that I was drawn to your podcast because you spoke that truth. I was one of those moms that I actually always wanted kids, struggled to have kids and thought that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and then realized very quickly once the first one was born that no, that was not Mm -hmm. for me. And I did feel a lot of guilt because of it and realized at the time I was a full-time teacher and we would have summers off and everyone would be, Oh, you get to spend all your time with your kids. And I used to call my husband and be like, I think I'm going to get a part-time job at the mall just so I'm not home all day over the summer because this is hard. It's really hard. Uh, 
So I appreciate you and applaud you for sharing <laughs> that and building the amazing community that you have built. It is amazing. Well, and, and one of the things too, I think that's important about what you said is that, that, that I literally live my life on. And I think this is part of why the boss mob community works the way it does, which is if you want to be with your kids and homeschool your kids and be with them 24 hours a day or send them to school or, or, you know, not hang out with them or have an au pair or, you know, have five jobs or have no jobs or whatever that is, all of that is right for you. Right. Like I want, I live in, I live in a world where we may not always agree on everything, but we can come together and agree on one thing. And, and, and that thing varies. And that's why I love Facebook groups because, because you can agree on one thing in a group, like part of boss, what boss mom is, is we don't let certain conversations happen in there because we know those conversations are going to become hostile because it's a group where those are things that we have a wide and 43,000 people. There's no way everybody's going to agree. But in this group, there are a few things we can agree on and that we can connect on and then go to another community and to connect on that other thing that you want to talk about that's maybe political or religious or a certain belief you have about the world or the way life works. And and one of the absolute things we say, no judgment, just dance parties in there because whoever you are is okay. Like I never subscribe to the, to the idea that like, I never tell somebody you're enough just the way you are. Cause I'm a, I'm a personal development person. So I'm like, well, you're enough, but like, we should always strive to be better. But I always say like who you are is, is fine. Be who that is. Like, don't let anybody judge you for that, including me, because we all deserve to judge. Like, like you said, life is freaking hard. Life is just freaking hard. And I remember seeing in a movie, somebody saying, you know, why does life have to be so hard? And his mentor said, why did you think it was supposed to be any other way? And, and that's just true. We just, we have a lot of responsibility and, and we're raising the next generation and we're trying to come up with ways to keep the economy going for ourselves and for our communities. And we're trying to have relationships. Oh my gosh, just having relationships with other human beings is is a constant effort and we need places where no matter what we're going through everybody is going to come up to us and say it's going to be okay you're not broken there's nothing wrong with you we'll get through this like and that's a lot of what boss mom is because let's be honest most of us don't need you know don't just need a checklist of what to do tomorrow we need someone telling us that we're worthy of love from other people and that we are valuable enough to keep going and that's, that's the main thing. If we, if we have that, uh, then doing the logistical stuff becomes a heck of a lot easier. I love the way you talk about you're a self-development person. That's, I believe that that is the path that we're on and who we are today has been pieces of all the tragedy and all the things that we've gone through has made us into who we are, but we are who we are today. We can continue to move forward and fail forward, but learn from it and strive to move mm-hmm. forward with that. Um, so you talked about a little bit quickly, you mentioned about your kind of almost rules that you have for your group. Mm-hmm. Before we dive into those, talk a little bit about Boss Mom the group. Like how long ago was it that it was formed and just kind of what was the purpose behind a group over a Facebook page? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so a Facebook page is more like a you know, your, your billboard sort of, of, of you, right? It's your billboard of you while everybody can engage with posts. It's really not a community space, right? So that would be the difference between, Hey, everybody come over to my house and I'm going to hold a party 
to, hey, let's all go to the YMCA or the community center and connect, right? My page requires me. And I wanted to build a space that didn't require me, right? The true sense of community doesn't means that I could be replaced and it could still run, right? Like the, I've had somebody um, that I, I love as a goal. Somebody told me that you're a true, you know, the true goal of a business is, is for us online entrepreneurs is for you to be able to step away for a month and your business gets better, right? Like that's what everybody should be striving for. And so a page is me centric and a Facebook group is, is you centric. Um, and, and that's what I liked about it. Plus I wanted to create a safe place where we could have safe conversations right now, safe being we're still on the internet and everybody should always be conscious of whatever you say, (laughs) you know, because it is out there in the world, but it was safe in the fact that we could say yes to who is in and who's out of the group. And I wanted to be able to have that. I wanted to be able to kick somebody out if they're a jerk face right? Which we do all the time, by the way. Um, and so, so when we created the, when I created the group, I, I created it when Boss Mom, the book came out and when, and we started the Boss Mom podcast, they kind of all started at the same time. When I wanted to, I, I knew I always wanted to write a book. I was a journalism major and loved writing. I got into a mastermind just, a, a of colleagues that I met in an event at a Hal Elrod event. And they, um, one of them happened to be Azul Taronis, who um, he later, after me, I like to say, like I'm super cool, after me, he uh, helped he helped Pat Flynn write Will It Fly? Um, but him and him and I are still really good friends to this day. And he, uh, we sat down and he helped me write what I thought would be a book about content strategy, which is what I do as an expert, you know, in my field. And uh, what came out was Boss Mom. Um, and actually, we even, I, I hired a copywriter to help me brainstorm 25 different potential titles. We narrowed it down to three. Boss Mom was my least favorite, by the way. <laughs> but everybody voted on it. And this is why you should listen to your audience. Because if not, I would have had some name and that, you know, I thought was clever and nobody else got. <laughs> and, uh, and Boss Mom was born. And what we did is we went out to other groups that I was in. And I was um, becoming known in those groups, like a lot of people in Boss Mom become known. And, and asking the same kind of questions I say to ask in the buzz plan, which is, you know, asking questions that get everybody to give me their thoughts, their opinions, which is a very easy way to get engagement. And we had, I remember posting uh, covers, uh, options for book covers when I was doing the book. And within 45 minutes in a group, I had 300 comments of people telling me what they thought about like which cover they want. And I was like, oh, I'm, and then in there, people were saying, when is this book coming out? I need this. Like, this is what I need in my life. I've got, you know, three kids under five, you know, and that's when I started to realize that there are way more people that have like five plus children that I ever thought was humanly possible. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> and I mean, kudos to y'all who could do that too is my limit. And yeah. And so basically I started the group right around the same time, I think 2015, um, September of 2015, opened the doors and a bunch of people who had been commenting on the book and everything came in. So that's why I always tell somebody, get known in somebody else's group first before you start yours. So you're not starting opening doors and nobody knows that you exist. And, um, and so I was contributing in other communities, a bunch of people, like, you know, a couple hundred people came over and to hang out. And I started, um, and I started to do this thing where every hundred people that came in, I would go uh, live and we would do a, uh, a video. Actually, was, did lives even exist? I think I, I can't remember if we, because it was the Periscope days back okay. in there for, for anybody. Anybody listening? Does that make me old? Yes. No, it doesn't make you old. I didn't say yes to that. I said <laughs> yes to, I know what you're talking about when you talk about Periscope. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we started the group every hundred people. We started doing dance parties, started to grow. And, um, and it, and it became this place of like really good, uh, really good think tank conversations. Um, so it was about 80% business and 20% mom. And that just sort of happened naturally. And it grew slowly, um, slowly, but steadily, I would say we probably were getting organically, we would get 10 to 15 people a day, you know, coming in, it's growing steadily. We get a hundred people a day coming in now, um, which isn't, which is crazy. I mean, that's just, and that's organically. We don't, I think I maybe tried once to run like $10 of ads to it and then realized that we already get so much organic traffic. It's hard enough to manage as it is. Right. No, absolutely. So with that many people coming in and the size of the group, Mm -hmm. what have you kind of laid down as your foundation of keeping people almost in line? Because a group that size can very quickly get out of control, I think. Yeah. So, so there's a couple things and I'm a huge believer in words. So I, for every, anybody who's thinking of having a group or has one, it's good to reframe how we think about, about groups. So just like with a kid that like you have a child and they need, they need parameters, right? So we're not boxing them in. We're not, you know, like you were saying, keeping them in line, that kind of thing. Um, I like to flip that around and say, we're giving them parameters. I'm giving them a gate so that they can run freely within that space as opposed to being scared to do anything. Right. So, and I think a lot of groups do that where people don't know how to engage. They don't know what is expected of them. So they do nothing. Right. So what I want to do is create a space where everybody knows exactly what's expected of them, exactly what they can and can't do exactly where their freedoms lie so that they can truly be free within the parameters of the group. If you do not have good, uh, good, rules in place, whether it's your home or whether it's the school or whether it's your team or whether it's, you know, a Facebook group, whatever it is, um, then it's going to get out of hand. And that's because people like to test boundaries, but also people, there's the people are, like you said, we all come with our baggage, right? So people online may yell at somebody else, be mean, do something in all caps, which is basically online yelling. If anything's in all caps, it just means they're online yelling. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and they bring their baggage with them. So a lot of times like you'll get, someone will say something mean to you, you know, online and it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the fact that their kids, they have a baby that was up all night or they got in an argument with their husband or a client just called and said they're unhappy or they're late on a deadline or they got in a car, you know, a fender bender or whatever it is, or their in-laws are coming next week, right? Like it doesn't matter. Like they, everybody lashes out on somebody else because it's just the way human beings work. So in the online space, we have to do a couple things. We have to set really good rules right? We have to assume that everybody has good intent. And the moment we truly can understand that they, they're, you know, they don't have good intent, then we have to get them out of the space as quickly as possible. And we have to protect people, right? And that's, that's one of the other things is I assume that everybody in this group wants to be in this group. And if you present yourself to show me that that is not the case, that you don't have the, like the intentions and the rules of this group in mind, then we get rid of you. So, so we actually kick out every single month, just as many people as we lit in. So of the hundred people a day that want to get into the group, only 50 or so end up actually being in the group. And that's not because we want to be jerk faces. That's because we, we actually have a system of how we approve people. 
right? So that we don't get spammers. We don't get people that aren't actually real people. We don't get people who are just going to be mean, um, you know, or things like that into the group. And we monitor that in a very, very quick kind of way. Um, but the, the setting of the rules is, is, to me, isn't a bad thing. It's actually something that gives people more freedom than if they just didn't know what to do in the group. Yes. No. And I think that that is true in life in general. When you give people boundaries, they know, like you said, to stay within those boundaries. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how to get them engaged. Because I said in the beginning that my group, the engagement has grown 706% Um, over the past three weeks that I started using your Facebook engagement post strategy. I had a group. So for my listeners, I have a group of about five, a little over 5,500 right now. And And I wasn't posting consistently in there by any means. I'd have people pop in every once in a while to ask a question, but there would be one comment on one sort of engaged post. That was about it. So Facebook engagement posts, what do you recommend? Yeah. Okay. So, so one of the first things to remember is that human beings want to be heard and they want to be valued, right? Which means if they're in a group, Um, even though it's your group, right? You want to create a sense of community. Community really by definition, and I I like the word, uh, the word tribe. I don't, I don't really use it from a branding perspective, but I like the word because a community and a tribe implies that everybody has a role, right? It's, it's where everybody works together. So you're not the head of something, right? Everybody has their part to play and those, and those parts are equally as important, So within a community, the reason why you see really big groups shutting down and the person going, that was just exhausting, right? It was because they were trying to run it. Think about this. You as a a woman, I mean, I think I, I could be, this may be a sweeping generalization, but since I'm a woman, I think I get to make one, which is we take on everything, right? We assume everything ha- we have to take care of everything, right? Delegating is not good uh, or is not one of our fortes, right? Whether it's in business or life. And we just put all this insane amount of burden on ourselves, right? In Facebook groups, we do the same thing. So in order to get engagement, you have to stop trying to be the center and not because you're being, you know, um, thinking you're awesome or anything like that. We're, we put ourselves in the center because we think that's what has to happen in order to make things work, right? And we have to understand is when in a group, when you're talking about engagement, if you're the only one ever doing anything, then that means if you're sick one day, everything starts to fall apart. Right. And that's an insane amount of pressure. So people start to go, wow, well, if I go on vacation, this group dies, you know, and if I do this and every time something comes up, I've got to take care of it. Now I've got to manage it. Now I've got to do all these things. But when you create a Facebook group the right way, it's an ecosystem and it runs without me. People in our group, they tell us when content they flag content for us. We have our natural policers. We have our natural connectors, the people that tag other people. We have our natural sort of mentors that say, oh, you're, this is wrong. You're crying on, you know, I can, you're having a bad day. Let's get hop on a quick call and talk, right? We have our natural teachers of certain things, right? We have our, like all of these natural roles assume themselves and, and, we, um, and we help foster that. We help raise people up within the group. So you have, I believe that every community, if you want a Facebook group, before we can get to like what posts to do to get, get people to, um, to engage, you you have to, I think you should have a community ladder in mind, which means you should think about when somebody's really engaged in your community, what is that reward system that they either get to move up within the community, 
right? So they move them into ambassador role or a, some other role. Like there's a lot of girls that we used to have ambassadors. We're big enough now where the ambassador role wasn't really functioning as we wanted. Um, but early on we had ambassadors and then those ambassadors moved up and they could be facilitators at events and then they could move up and they could be team members at boss mom. So there was an actual community ladder as opposed to a corporate ladder that people could move up into. That means that people knew the more connected and engaged they were in the community, that they would be rewarded within that community. And we have women that have had six figure businesses completely from boss mom, the boss mom group. Where they, we've literally said, if we everybody here just hired each other, we'd all have six-figure businesses. It's totally true. So when we create that dynamic and we recognize that people want to be valued, right, and they want to be heard, then engaging posts comes down to just giving them those two things. So how do we get people to feel valued and be heard? Number one thing, we ask questions. So the first thing I will tell people, even if I didn't tell you what questions to ask or how to ask them, just ask more questions. Stop making statements. Stop telling so many stories. That's for Instagram. Instagram's great. Tell your stories. Make it all heartfelt or make it funny or make it whatever you want. Use your motivational quotes. Keep them out of your group. To me, if everything, the only thing that's in there is motivational quotes and stories, then it's centered around you and there's no way to really create engagement. So take you out of the equation and ask questions. When we talk about engaging posts, number one, you can ask decision, uh, decision post questions, right? So decision posts are, help me make a decision. What should the cover of my book look like? What should my opt-in be? Um, do you, you know, what, what is, I'm going to do that? Like we said, what's the decor of our next event? Where should our event be? What music should I be playing? Right? Those kinds of things. Help me make a decision. Like I am going to be traveling and I want to read books. What book should I read? So decision posts. Right. Next one is opinion posts, which is how, like, how do you feel about a certain thing or what do you like best? So you can, if you're, you know, want to talk about podcasting, cause you're going to be doing something about podcasting later, you can get the podcasting conversation going and ask people what podcast they listen to. So I did, you know, the, the week before we are recording this, um, I did a masterclass training about getting pitched on podcasts with a colleague of mine. And the whole conversation was around podcasting. So the whole week before I asked the question, what podcast do you guys listen to? Who here has a podcast? You know, those kinds of things. We were actually from there able to compile within the group 400 podcasts that women in our group have started. Like, that's insane. That's amazing. That's a whole pool of people that are in a community that could probably feature you, which is awesome. So, of course, we made that to enlist because right. <laughs> I wouldn't be, right? Yeah. So, the opinion post is ask people their opinion. What that does is it gets the conversation going. It's not just about getting engagement in your group. It's also for you if, you're, if you are running a business, which is usually when you have a group, it's connected to you, you know, trying to make a living for yourself, is it, is it shifts the conversation to whatever you want them to be talking about. Right? You want them to be talking about how are we, our relationships are. You want them to be talking about how our kids. You want them to be talking about education. You want them to be talking about course creation or podcasting or time management or whatever it is. You can ask opinion posts about how they feel about certain things. It creates, shifts the conversation around that topic. And it's engaging because everybody has opinion. And it actually is market research because it gives you information on what words they're using, how they're talking about it, and how they feel about certain things, which is great for sales pages, emails, that kind of stuff. And then we have can't help yourself posts. Can't help yourself posts are great because one, it's easy. It's an easy win for everybody, right? And 
and it primes the algorithm. So if you know that you're going to ask everybody to do something that is maybe action oriented to get on a training, buy a thing, do whatever it is, you want to prime the algorithm in Facebook to think you're super engaged. So it works in groups, it works in pages, whatever it is. And you can still be authentic while also priming the algorithm. So for instance, today in, the, um, in our Facebook group, I do a don't give up Wednesday, basically right? And it's like, hey, it's the middle of the week. The to-do list is long and you probably want to give up. So sometimes I do a video, sometimes I do... Well, today I said, hey, I'm in the look for lookout for new songs. So everybody tell me a song. Like, what's your pick-me-up song? Like, what do you listen to when you need... You know, I listen to Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. So good. Screaming as loud as I can in the car. Always makes me feel awesome. And, uh, and of course, everybody has an, everybody wants to share. It's a can't help themselves, right? Share a gift to celebrate. I've done it where I've said, Hey, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the car. I'm trying to think of an email, but I'm stuck in the car because my kids have napped and I have to keep the car on and in a very particular angle, you know, facing West or else they wake up and they know. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so to give, I need a gift that says, uh, that, you know, no way that's possible. Right. And I need help. And I, we had, we had like 250 some odd, you know, I can't remember how many comments within like an hour of people sharing gifts and they were really good. I've actually like tagged a bunch of them and used them and that kind of thing. So can't help themselves are gifts oriented, you know, really super easy things where they're just like, I've got to share with you. Like I have to tell you, I have to, I can't help myself. I'm going to, I'm going to participate in that. And what you do is you do those, it it creates insane engagement. It's really, it's great for your group, but it's also great because Facebook then thinks you're popular and they will show more to those people. By the way, the great thing about opinion posts is if you're doing an opinion post first, and then you're going to tell everybody to do something and you get a bunch of engagement on saying, Hey, like what podcast do you listen to? Or who's been featured on a podcast? Or do you have a podcast? Something like that. All the people that are obviously interested in podcasting, Facebook is going to not just show my content to more people. It's actually going to show my content to more of those people because they were just interested in the last thing I talked about. So if you, if in, if in your buzz plan and engagement plan, you're driving a conversation, you're actually going to prime the Facebook algorithm to show more of the, of the content you're putting out to the right ideal audience around that topic which is kind of what's brilliant about the engagement is it creates engagement and it creates a pool of ideal clients that Facebook is automatically going to organically serve you up to, right? And then the last one is the call to arms ones. And that's the like, let's get up and let's talk about... um, the thing that we all want permission to be or do like I've, you know, had like, and these are really good, like, uh, you know, in groups, these are good as lives. I mean, you can definitely do these as posts as well, but I find the call to arms are really good lives being like, you cannot cry out your intelligence, ladies. Like, like you could have a horrible morning, cry in the bathroom and go out and have a meeting two hours later and be just as smart. Right. Like I've gotten on calls and been like, Hey, uh, my kids were crazy today. So you get me with wet hair and no makeup, but I promise you I'm just as smart. Like those are called arms where it's like, you are not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. Like this is the way the world should work. And we, if we're all band together and believe it enough, then at least our ecosystem and boss mom can work this way. Those are really good lives and those get everybody riled up and excited so that they will engage more in your content because you believe the same thing. They know they're in the right community, they're in the right space, and it starts to create loyalty and trust within that space. And that's when all the magic starts to happen. Yes. And I'm 
been, like I said, been putting them into practice and it is amazing at how much people will jump in to be able to do their gift, to tell you their opinion. And then the fact, like you said, like I didn't really ever think of it that way, that the algorithm is then going to serve it up to those same people that are interested in that based on what the topic is that you're kind of talking about to lead them towards. So, so smart. Do you, you, I purchased your buzz plan that has the planner. Is that still available? Is it something we can link to in the show notes? Yeah. 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 Um, it's a, uh, it's a little bit different pricing because the, but if everybody goes to boss mom.com forward slash buzz plan, um, they will be able to go and grab it. Um, and yeah, now it's just $27 and it's a four week plan um, that gives you the post for each day, but it also, the first half of it helps you brainstorm out what these questions actually are that you're going to ask. Um, and it shows you exactly how to frame them. And it comes a little training that walks you through it. And it's, 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 it's not, it's easy. That's the thing. Like once you get the hang of it, this is easy. And, and the great part is, is I'm a, like our word for boss mom is nurture. Like that's our word. Like I'm a believer that human beings are, have value, that every single person has value, that we are all just a bunch of people with a bunch of baggage bumping into each other. And that's usually not intentional. <laughs> so we should give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And like, I'm a, I'm a believer in that. I'm a really passionate, empathetic kind of huggy person. I love, you know, I'm a hugger. Everybody watch out. If you meet me in person, I'm going to hug you and it's going to be up close and personal. So um, I apologize. You're, I'm sorry. And you're welcome. All in, the, all in one phrase. Um, but, the, but because of that, the buzz plan, the reason why I love it so much is because it's not sneaky. It's not salesy. Like, yes, we are leveraging the fact that the way Facebook works and what gets people engaged. But here's the thing. Everybody's waking up in the morning and they talk about how social media just makes us more lonely, how social media is the reason why we're all disconnected. And I don't think that's correct in every sense of the word. I think that's a sweeping generalization. And I think Facebook groups give us an opportunity to connect. And when you have groups like this that create engagement, people feel like they have a voice and everybody is just waking up in the morning wondering if they're good enough. That's what people do. They wake up in the morning and they go, am I good enough? Am I a good enough parent? Am I a good enough wife? Am I a good enough entrepreneur? Am I good enough? Like, am I enough? Is there something wrong with me? And if you can create a space where they just for one moment, even if it's to share a gif or, you know, share an opinion or help you make a decision, it's that little tiny thing that helps build up for everybody that lets them know, no, your voice matters. I want to engage with you. I want to hang out with you. Yeah, sure. That's I'm, I, you know, I'm being conscious about it and I'm being strategic about what I ask you, but that doesn't mean your voice matters any less. And that's what I love about it. The buzz plan is framed around the idea that people have a voice, they have an opinion and that opinion matters. And if we create a space where they can truly share it and everybody's listening and we create parameters. So we're having conversations that are good and healthy and we keep out all the bad stuff, then all of a sudden we have, which is what the entire boss mom mission is. My, my mission is not to make a bunch of millionaire women or to even help women run, you know, big six figure businesses. My goal is for that every mom to wake up in the morning and never question how valuable or how loved she is so that when her kids wake up and look up, they know what being loved and feeling valued looks like because we have way too many people and kids running around feeling like they don't know what they're worth, right? And I want that for every parent and I want that for every child. And that's what the buzz plan 
does. Like it, it creates that tiny micro moment of feeling like you are heard and you're worthy of love and worthy of your voice. And if we can just do that a little bit in every group <laughs> across Facebook, like imagine how, what a different world it would be and what our kids would see in us when they wake up in the morning and come in. Um, there are no words to follow that. Like <laughs> we're going to link to it and you need to go get the buzz bland end of discussion for that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Dana, where else can people find you? Where are the like, best social media account like, that you engage on that you enjoy? Obviously get into your Facebook group for sure. Yeah. So boss-mom.com um, is, is our site and it can get you to, so you can see the boss mom podcast. We also have the boss dad podcast, um, which is awesome. So they have a voice too. And, um, and the only other place really, uh, cause I'm a big person on like focusing. The only other real place that I hang out is I do stories on Instagram um, and, and kind of hang out there. There's a little more behind the scenes of Dana um, that I don't do as much in the group because it's not about me. It's about every, everybody else. I mean, I, like, I want to be the leader there, but everybody else is just as important. Um, and so the, the Instagram allows me to do a little, you know, behind the scenes, that kind of fun stuff. So you can catch me there. And that's just um, Dana Malstaff. Is, it's my name. And uh, right. yeah, other than that, I'm, a, I'm not around all the time. That's, and that's okay. Because honestly, that's where my people know to go is they always tell them, take a screenshot of the podcast for listening and tag yeah. Dana and myself in stories. We'd love to see how you're yeah. listening, what we're doing. And, and, and you have permission. Like I'm giving everybody listening permission. Engage as much or as little as you want on social media. You can absolutely have a thriving community, have a thriving business, have a thriving whatever you want, and you don't have to be glued to it all the time. I mean, I spend no more than 30 to 45 minutes in my own group or on social media a day. And our group is 40, almost 44,000 people. Right. And that's because uh, you don't have to. Like, if you're focused about where you are, being everywhere just dilutes your power, you know, to control whatever your business is. So just be wherever, however much you want to be somewhere, be there that much, and then give yourself a little grace and some some time off. Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness, for sure. You guys, Dana, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to speak with my audience and share your knowledge. I'm just, they're going to love this. I know it. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. It was a blast. Of course. Well, there you have it, you guys. You have specific examples of ways in which you can improve the engagement inside your Facebook groups, why why groups inside of Facebook are working so well right now to build that sense of community that so many of us are truly longing for. So if you were listening to the episode, make sure to take a screenshot. And as you heard, you can tag myself at Jenny underscore Melrose, as well as at Dana Mostoff on your Instagram stories. Love to be able to interact with you guys, just see what you were up to when you were listening to this. And I want to hold you accountable. Let's see you putting these types of posts into practice inside your community because you're going to see the results if you do. Also, make sure that if you haven't already grabbed her buzz planner that you absolutely can do that by hopping over to the show notes. We have that linked there for you. I appreciate you guys so much. If you could take the time to leave a review wherever you are listening, whether it is on your podcasting purple app that's on your iPhone, or if it is on Google Play or you're on Stitcher, we would love it if you would leave a review. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 